0: How's it happening? You guys know this. this. is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOTD Rock. So rock and metal thrive. Happy Tuesday. It is November 9th and this is... A wild and wacky episode for you guys. And before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsors. Yes, sponsors. First off, Phoenix Fitness. Yeah, you guys know me. Mosh pits are my thing. I'm constantly sticking in them. I will not relent. Oh, I broke my finger in one. I kept going. So I don't want to jump out of one. I gotta make sure my fitness is on key. So you know, or on point, as the kids say. So I gotta make sure you know I'm working out hard, lifting weights, doing a lot of cardio, but I gotta make sure I recover and right, prepare right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. Different supplements like pre-workouts, creatines, proteins b recovery compounds, multivitamins, anything you need to help achieve your fitness goals, recover right, prepare right, Phoenix Fitness has for you. Our listeners get 15, count it, 1-5% off at fnxfit.com using the code MSOTD at checkout, link in the description below. Our other sponsor is from Custom Debuts. This is a company that creates a lot of stuff for like custom orders, posters, all this cool stuff for the music obsessed. So taking a look at some of the stuff they do, they've got like a couple posters when it comes to custom album prints, custom vinyl lyric prints where it looks like you know lyrics are in a vinyl record and custom spiral lyric prints where it's like a vinyl record poster kind of thing and the lyrics are spiraling around i'm gonna end up getting one of the custom album prints because it's like the album uh cover on the poster with like the track list underneath a couple other things underneath as well and even if you don't like it like you don't like the design they come up with for your customing because they ask you the Al and the artist name and they put it together for you within two days. They will, you can, you know, work with them. It's a creative, customizable to whatever you want in stuff like a wood frame, like a canvas wrap, like wood frame, museum paper, canvas wrap, or even an aluminum print, whatever you want. So it's freaking cool. It's freaking awesome. Absolutely like the idea behind it. So we'll make it happen for you guys. You can use the code CPP10 to get 10% off your order customdebuts.com. Links should be in the description below. Thank you guys. So Today, we're going back to the Eastern North Carolina rock scene with Hollow Intent. Yes, Will is on the podcast and talks about some of the shows they've recently been playing in terms of, you remember that uh, episode I did with Seasons where they talked about going to see the show with Seasons and GFM? Yeah, we record this the day after that show, so we talked about that show. That's like at the GFM sweatshirt on. We talked about their set at Blue Ridge a little bit. We talked about them uh, with the Battle of Bands uh, against Saul. We also get a little more in-depth with the fuck Ronnie Radke story from Blue Ridge, because one of Holland Tent's biggest fans was the guy that did that, so we get a little more of the inside story there, which is super fun to listen to, and then we dive deep into the brand new song by Holland Tent called Hypocrite, featuring Calvin Pender of Waking Terra, also has been the podcast for as well. Well, guys, this is one of the funnest episodes I think I've ever recorded as well, in terms of just laughs, enjoyability, and just craziness, so enjoy. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. You know my favorite kind of genres are hard rock, punk rock, and metalcore, and now we're going straight to that hard rock style. So... Friends of the podcast, both Dying and Seasons, they kept telling me about this band. I'm like, it's time to listen to them, time to bring them on the podcast. They have a brand new song called Hypocrite, which is coming out on October 29th, featuring Calvin Pender from Waking Terra, who we've had the podcast for. So I'm going to talk to this guy all about his music, his band, and the new song. So please welcome Will from the band, Hollow Intent. So Will, welcome to Chord Progression Podcast.
1: Oh man, Uh, first of all, great name on the podcast, Chord Progression. That's fantastic. Uh, I love that um yeah thanks for having me man and it's you know all the bands that you named like we're all really good friends with and just you know share information and just have fun that's all it's about
0: oh that's what it's all about and i've had fun with
1: seasons on the podcast twice
0: i've had fun with dying oath once and now it's time to just have that with hollow intent as well so i'm ready for this i mean on the day that we were recording this the day beforehand you guys just got done playing a show with seasons and with the band that I'm wearing a sweatshirt of, another friend of the podcast, girlfriend Frank and the AKA GFM and kind of, mad I wasn't at that show, but you said that that show was absolutely electric. Absolutely. wild. then you woke up this morning, still feeling like you were at that show with the energy. So I got to ask because I feel like I missed out. How was this show, man? Because my God, I feel like
1: I missed out. Oh dude, you know, and what's saying what's first off, like we had almost the same lineup back in July and except a different opening band. And um You know, it, it went really well, and we were all really happy about it. But um, you know, we were invited to come back, and we're like, you know, screw it, why not? You know, and uh, you know, so we came back, and you know, it, the atmosphere was just unreal. And, and you know, I think also because it like teetered on the line with Halloween, and people were dressed up, and it was a costume party and contests and things like that. So people kind of get out of their skin a little bit more whenever they do that, and uh, including ourselves. So. You know and it was just it was electrifying it from i said it on our facebook post when i was on the way there and i said uh i don't know if cursing's really allowed on here or not but oh it's fucking you, allowed on here i don't give a shit oh good right <laughs> you know so i made this facebook post and i was like you know i posted about the show and i was like oh it's gonna be you know assholes to elbows and elbows in assholes so and that's exactly <laughs> what it was <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, now if you're gonna if you're gonna go see a show, you're gonna wanna have it something be like that where you know you got ass and elbows, elbows and assholes, all that good kind of stuff. Because if you think about it, I mean you're gonna get as many people at the show there as possible, especially when you said it's around Halloween when the show happens. So people are dressed up, people are getting more out of their skin. There's more of a comfort level just to be yourself and to let go. And of course, when you're at a show with the bands that you end up playing with, with you guys, seasons, GFM. I mean, it's just the energy level is gonna be absolutely insane to the point where everyone's gonna be enjoying, everyone's gonna be moving, and it's gonna create for one memorable night to the point where, like you said before we started, you woke up this morning, you still felt like felt that energy and had that energy rolling.
1: Yeah, it was it was unreal. And it was the second time that I've ever felt when people were like, you know, every time you play a show and like there's always a couple people that know your words and they sing it, but you know, you know, we have our song superhero and that's just an iconic line, you know, I will be your superhero. And people were singing it, you know, loud to the point where it was like, "Oh my monitors on? Like what's going on here? So it's, <laughs> I get goosebumps thinking about it, but it's, I mean, it was just fun all around. We love everybody that was on the bill and you know, we'll, we'll, I'd turn around and go back up there tomorrow or today if I could. So.
0: Well, should I should probably call like Matt and call uh, Cindy for uh, a season and be like, Hey, can, we, can you guys do that again? Like, Hollow Intent wants to play again tonight. We'll, you
1: never know. Might happen. Throw it together. I mean,. I'll, throw, I'll, I'll turn around and go up there. I'll be tired, but I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's again, it's it's live music. Of course, since we had the
0: pandemic where live music was basically non-existent, the fact that you guys are able to get back out on stage, have a kick-ass time doing it, and just create moments where you're still feeling energized after the show. And I can almost assume that every person that went to that show woke up this morning feeling incredibly happy, ecstatic, and just energized to the point where they're ready to take on their Sunday with the high of Saturday Night Seeing You guys play live
1: along with all the other bands on the bill. Oh yeah, dude. Like there are messages on my phone right now that I woke up to. I haven't even read. I'm just like, I'll get to it later. (laughs) I I just want to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) So just wake up. And then of
0: course, I'm taking you away from those messages for a little bit of time. So we can talk about all this good stuff with music because you guys played that show, but also you guys played Blue Ridge Rock Fest as well, along with bands like Seasons and Dying Oath. I got to bring them up there because I some, unfortunately though, I was not able to make your set. So I have to fully apologize on the podcast to there because I had completely forgotten about it. I was hanging out with my friends, all of a sudden I realized what time was like. Oh
1: fuck, I miss Halloween ten. Damn it! <laughs> no, it's okay. Honestly, there was a lot of hiccups um, logistically with with that. The experience was fantastic, and it's nothing to say that I'm going to say anything negative about the festival. You know, of course there were some things out of their control that they couldn't help, but. You know, on the day that we played, there was a lot of things that happened at the gate and a lot of people that literally bought one day festival tickets to either come see us or see other bands that were on that day. Um, You know, we started at 12 and they didn't get in till 1215 and that's like half most of our set. So and that was okay. I mean, like it's going to happen. There's other shows, though. So but it was a blast, man. You know, seasons helped us um, load on uh, offload. You know, we helped them out. Same thing with, like, Dying Oath went there and just – it was just fun. It was so much fun.
0: Yeah, because even, like, I've, I've spoke about on the podcast before where – because I was there, I experienced all those different hiccups, all those different issues. I'm not going to go into them again just because I did a whole entire podcast dedicated to it. But when it came to, like – when it came to the festival specifically, it was – because especially with the smaller bands, well, like, Season all the bands – you guys, all the bands around those, like, smaller stages, it was – the experience that was made from that festival was from you guys going up there, playing your playing your sets and really bringing the energy. And then us as the fans also coming out, responding and kind of the point where if something went right, it was the live shows. It was the shows like that was what went right. It was just I mean, it was us. But unfortunately, again, like you said, like, you know, people that had bought tickets to you guys, you guys were at the like the first band to go on. And of course, there were some other issues there, which, again, won't go deep into, but. Still, so you guys got to play on the bill, and it's something where I cause even like I found out about your name from Dinotha from seasons that day. I'm like, huh, shoot, maybe I should I'm like, I should've I'm fucking pissed that I missed him now. Uh, <laughs> all I was like, all that means is I'm gonna have to go see him at a different time somewhere.
1: I don't know where. We'll see if it's somewhere though. <laughs> I love dying oath um, you know, seasons. They've they're recently new friends of ours, and you know, they've you know bought us up to virginia a new place for us and they've the whole city has been welcoming you know to us so super thankful for that um i've known you know dying oath shit since just before the beginning of last year um i've been doing a lot of consulting stuff for them on the back end and social media and stuff like that so those guys like they're going places like we're going to be sitting here playing dad rock for the rest of our lives and they're going to be you know touring and i'm okay with that but you know, they're, they're amazing people. Well, I mean, you're playing the
0: kind of music that you want to end up being playing though. Cause like I was listening, looking, listening to some of your music, like looking through the influences I could find online, like what you the influence you brought up. It's like breaking Benjamin. I love breaking Benjamin. Saw Chevelle <laughs> in there. I'm like, I'm listening to this music. I'm like, yeah, I can definitely tell the Chevelle influence in there. And then I saw Ron. I'm like, Oh, I should tell Sahaj about this. Like this makes me excited. Cause I'm like, okay, I like all these bands. Let's see what ends up happening here. And of course, I put it this way. When not brought you on the podcast. I wasn't like, oh, "I like this music," because I want to be like, oh, "I like this music." So, boom, here we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. You know, Breaking Benjamin. I've seen them playing playing that day when I found out. And not gonna lie, when I found out they were uh, playing that day, because that's a lifelong dream to play the same day that they do somewhere. And I literally had to go probably get a new change of pants but uh (laughs) you know it was it was was intense you know i was in the middle of funny story i was in the middle of dealing with a client for my day job and my phone kept going off and i was like what is going on like did somebody die is am i like did i get a check from ed mcmahon like what's going on here (laughs) i I went and i went to my car i was like excuse me i have to go and, and take this and i went to my car and i pulled it up and i was like I didn't fully read the messages and I was like, oh, do they have a new song out? And I'm like scrolling through Spotify and YouTube trying to find it, nothing. So then I reread the message, you know, because I was dummy the first time. And then I said, speechless. And I was just like, all right. So I did a quick Facebook uh, call and I was just like, look, guys, Breaking uh, Benjamin's playing uh, the same festival. So if I get hit by a bus on the way home, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. But I mean, still,
0: that makes a lot like that's just incredible. The fact that, you know, bands that you really look up to, bands that you're influenced by, you're playing the same festivals that they are and you have a chance to, you know, have their fans see your music, listen to your music, interact with you guys to the point where all of a sudden you continue to grow your fan base. You continue to grow the people that listen to music all across the country because people from all across the United States were at that festival. So it just adds so much more to people getting into hollow intent and really starting to get behind the music as well. To the point where, you know, like you're saying, like dying out, you know, you're expecting them to re- you know, go out and tour and do big things. Hell, because of something like this, that could be a start for you guys as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's, that's a dream.
1: <laughs> Hopefully get it one day.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, you keep working at it. I, because you guys did the battle of the bands, uh, battle of the bands thing recently in Iowa to see if you guys were gonna be able to get on, uh, uh, like a nationwide tour with Saul as well. So how did that end up going? Because I don't really, I didn't really see much of it after. I know dying Oath had talked about it, but they unfortunately had to pull out of the show. So how did that all go? What was that experience like? Because I mean, you guys are from North Carolina and now you're playing shows in Iowa for a potential
1: opening slot in a tour. Yeah. Um. You know, first, first of all, like it dying Oath and us have been trying to play, a show where we share the same stage and it's just like something always (laughs) happens. So we're just like, Oh, maybe next time. But, uh, I mean, so congratulations to Eshton Embers for winning that. First of all, they, you know, they work their asses off and they completely deserve every single bit of that. Um, you know, for us, like, you know, winning has its perks, but networking reaches far beyond that in our opinion. So, you know, I ended up going there, got like 30 phone numbers, talked to a whole bunch of people and just thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was weird because when you go into the middle of the country, when like you get past Illinois and it's nothing but cornfields and you're waiting for Jason Voorhees to walk out in the <laughs> middle of the road, like you know, and you're just like, what? And then you get there and the crowd is literally there to watch every single band you know here we are like everyone's from i'd say within three hours of where the venue was and we're driving 23 hours one way for a one-off show you know and people were just like y'all are fucking crazy like (laughs) but but it was just a blast like everybody was nice everybody was welcoming even saw like you know i've been in different bands where they do those competitions and they just stay outside you know but they were in there they are watching they're talking to people all the other bands. It was it was a really really fun time.
0: Well, it's fantastic to hear that you guys had a fun time, but I do agree through the fact that you know once you get like west of Chicago, all of a sudden it's like. Because I'm from Milwaukee, so I totally understand the area. It's like all of a sudden you get towards the cornfields when you get in Iowa, and you're they wonder like, okay, are we gonna have like the children of the corn come out? Here comes Jason Voorhees to you know slash us. But one thing that does end up sticking out to me is the fact that you know you guys went there. Edge and Embers end up winning the competition. Congrats to them again. I've had, I, another band I've had on the podcast. While well, they're great people. And you guys go there, you know, for the one off show. People end up saying for your whole entire set, people are rocking out during the whole entire thing. And you still use that as an opportunity to connect with the fans, but also connect with all the other people that are there as a networking opportunity because. You never know what might happen. Even though you guys didn't win it, you never know where that might end up taking you, who you might have gotten in contact with for for all of a sudden, you know, another tour comes out in 2022. Like, what happens if – when Chevelle ends up, like, rescheduling their whole entire tour dates that they had planned for this year, doing it for next year, what happens if all of a sudden the opener drops off, they're looking for a new opener, and then all of a sudden, boom, people are in contact. They call you guys like, hey, you guys want to open for Chevelle? And you're just like, uh, yeah.
1: Sorry, boss, I quit. (laughs) See (laughs) you. yeah i mean like you're six people away from knowing everybody so it's literally like and it's not even about that it's just about creating that relationship and to me like if you're happy then you're successful regardless of what level you're on so you know if 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 you want to play in your garage for the rest of your life and that makes you if that tickles your fancy then tickle away but you know if 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 your dream is to do one tour to do 10 it doesn't matter like If you're happy that's all that matters you know and just being around a whole bunch of people and other bands that we have never met before you know and everyone's so supportive of each other and i still talk to them like almost every day and they're just like hey how was the show last night these guys are in iowa asking me how our show was in virginia like you can't get anything better than that man like it's it's so awesome No, you can't get anything better than that support. And that's one thing that's huge
0: with the Rock and Mail community, especially something that I've seen since, you know, I've been really made hugely a part of this for, I'd say, you know, at least the past three to four years where it's everyone, especially, especially with you know, people that are coming up in the scene. It's you're seeing the connectivity there. You're seeing people treat each other as family. It's not like, you know, it's it's as bands. It's like, yeah, you know, you're playing, you know, maybe playing at the same time. You're not seeing it as a competition to see if one gets better or not. It's if that band gets better, it means people are listening to that music. People are listening to that band. And it's not like people are gonna listen to just one kind of music. It's like or one band. It's like they're gonna end up wanting to diverse by get more artists they want to listen to. So all of a sudden it helps you guys out. That helps if you guys are successful, it helps everybody else out. It's more of like that family vibe and the connectivity there really makes the scene go strong. But the other thing you said that really sticks out to me, something I've said in the podcast a lot is. When it comes to success, it's relative to happiness because you can be making all the money in the world. You can be, ha- you can have everything in the world, but if you're not happy, then what's, what's the point? You have one life to, what, to what, live along with someone else's rules. No, cause I've got, I've got a buddy. He's uh cuts metal for a living. He just got married. He's probably going to end up having two to three kids. He wants to live on a, just live somewhere, you know, in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. And he's making his way doing it. And he's one of the happiest guys I've ever met I'm Like, how can I consider that guy? Like, not a success. Like the dude's doing what he wants to do. So
1: if you're happy,
0: Hap- fuck yeah. Then you want it life because it's your life. You fucking want it.
1: Yeah. Like there's, there's no, there is no like measurement for, for happiness. Like unless you're a one handed person trying to measure it, like then that's okay. But you know, and you're trying to, but like happiness is exactly where it's at. Like if you are, if you're happy with where you're at, who the fuck cares about what anybody else says, you know, when somebody's like, well, you should do this. Well, you should shut up. Like, you know, like, but just be happy. Do your. That's why I love the scene in Eastern North Carolina, dude, like bands like death of Uriah, check them out, get them on there to begin a new, um, you know, uh, head trip trauma bridge to breakdown, all these bands, like we're all friends. We all support each other. You know, it's, the relationship is tighter than fresh buttholes in prison so it's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's but we're all family and it's the same thing you know there's you know if there's a new band that comes out or or they haven't played in a while and they come out and they're just like we know they haven't been out there we're like yo boys let's buy some tickets let's go up there and let's just support them and you'll have like a sea of musicians as a crowd you know and that's all it that matters to them you know that's all that matters to us is just the support and just being happy like and if that's the way it is for the rest of my life, then I'm I'm okay with that. If that's what makes you happy, man, then
0: keep rolling. and you're bringing up bands like Death of Your Eye. I'm like, I know I have to get them on the podcast at some point. I just haven't reached out to them. To begin anew, I am shooting a second podcast with them a couple days after we record this one because I've recorded them once. I saw them at Blue Ridge. I like the guys. A lot. Shane, Cody. I'm like, you know what? I want to have you guys on again. Let's roll with this again. But it's <laughs> the fact of the matter that you guys are consistently going out and supporting the local scene there as well to help everyone achieve the goals they want to achieve where it's you know if you're if you're just happy playing local shows hell yeah then go and do that if you want if you're happier and you want to you know go out and tour and do these bigger things hell yeah we're gonna support you and what you want to do because hell you keep you you succeed it, it, it has nothing but positivity on us so let's just yeah. hell if everyone can succeed in what they want to do and be
1: happy especially with music hell yeah we're a family that's what family should want for each other Exactly. I mean, you can, I have so many people that have told me like they'll go to country shows or go to pop or hip hop shows and there's always people fighting and all this and that. And you go to a metal show and it's like, well, um, you know, people are picking each other up, wheelchairs, you know, yeah. fucking, you know, and it's just like, that's what it's about. You know, like you go to it, like, and I hate to do this. You know, you go to a hip hop show and you know, like there's a lot of bad things that have happened there, you know, and it's just you go to a metal show and it's literally just like you have you know local musicians getting up trying to help you dial your sound in or troubleshoot an issue and i mean what can you say dude it's like that's the, that's, that's the best <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because i i mean, when it comes to
0: any kind of music, though, I mean, you're gonna have the fans of the bands that are positively impacting. You're gonna have the fans the bands that are negatively impacting. It's gonna happen. I mean, we've seen documentation when it comes to hip hop shows. Even with certain rock and metal shows, country shows, I've heard about it plenty of times where it's just people are just constantly drinking and fighting. But it's like late when you see when I see a rock and metal show, what always happens is like, yeah, they look violent, but it's like the people in pit like we want to be there. We have our set rules for the pit where if you get knocked down, there's like ten people picking you back back up if you yeah. get hurt like people will form a wall around you and wait mm-hmm. until you feel better enough to get back up or if you need a medic like they will help get someone over there hell i got i got the wind knocked out of me and i had two people drag me out of the pit just so i could catch my breath before i went back in i'm like holy <laughs> hell holy-
1: so-
0: <laughs> yeah and the, the cr- like crowd surfers and then all of a sudden just at the end so like it's with if there's fights they're never like it seems like it's violent because it's in the pit but it's like no we like this is we are in there for our own accord. And it's like after the songs, everyone's high-fiving each other, hugging each other. Everyone's having a good time. And it's just, it's an experience yeah. because we don't see it as like fan bases. We just see it as we're here, we're family, we're going to have a good time.
1: Exactly. that's how it's supposed to be. It is. It
0: yeah. is how it's supposed to be. And it just makes everything so much better. Before I get into the new song, though, I do want to ask you about with the fact that one of your biggest fans was the guy at Blue Ridge with the fuck Ronnie Radke t-shirt. I, I got to know the story about this and how this all came to be to the moment from when like decided to do this to the point where, you know, we all know what happened at the festival. Like it was documented on Loudwire. I was there. So I saw the whole thing you can watch a video on YouTube of Ronnie going to, like basically just yelling at him the whole entire time. So I got to know how this all transpired.
1: Well, I, I would say I would speak on his feelings toward Ronnie, but I'm pretty sure it's made apparent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but you know like he's it's funny like he's a huge super fan of ours and we respect the ever living shit out of this guy like you know hey do you guys need any posters printed hey do you guys need any stickers printed like he works in a printing business you know and like he's just like constantly asking us what he can do for us so anything this guy needs we're gonna be there and when we saw that we're just like oh shit and then people are like yo he's wearing your hat and i was like oh shit <laughs> and that's when that's when I was just like I'm about to get on the sauce boys here we go and then just get on and I got online and you know people are blowing it up and they're like of course you have different different opinions on it but um it was one of those things like he was able to handle it and take it himself but uh believe it or not Ronnie was incessantly messaging him on Instagram wanting him to sign a contract to fight him for like five thousand dollars <laughs> And, you know, and, and then Ronnie, because he made those shirts where it was like, you know, he actually made fuck Ronnie Radke's shirts and he was, he was, you know, going to him. He's like, yeah, we made $480,000 off of this. And then this guy, Jason, he was like, well, then why are you going to give me five grand? Like, give me 25%. We'll call it a day. Like, <laughs> But he was still messaging him wanting to fight him. So I just went on because we had at Blue Ridge, we released a song called The Heckler, which was unplanned. <laughs> you know, especially with that and the whole MGK thing. I was just like people were just like you dude, like this was totally planned. I was like I had no idea these guys were going to do this. So, you know, he kept Ronnie kept messaging uh Jason. So I just started blasting, you know, Ronnie with the song. I was like, "Hey, this probably fits for you. Hey, check this out. Yo, dude, check this out." He read it but he never responded probably cuz he was too busy like Doing whatever he was doing, trying to get a contract for a fight, but you know,
0: that <laughs> still just blows my mind the fact that there was like not like but like a contract for a fight because that's I mean it, when it comes down to it, it's like I've seen a lot of different things where different celebrities like you know the YouTube celebrities trying to like box people and whatnot it's like oh yeah we're gonna get into boxing you know? but that's just uh, I mean that's who knows what the hell is going on <laughs> that's just like but the fact that you guys really saw it called the heckler. And you played it at Blue Ridge, and then the next day that happens, and then the whole entire thing with the MGK Slipknot thing literally happens like a week later. And it's just—it's
1: like, did, how could you guys have planned this? This is just, this is just the universe giving great timing here. Oh yeah, I was like, and we were a little bummed because we did it, and like when we released it, it was like the Friday before we played, and then there was no cell phone signal there, so we we're like, well, fuck, we can't really push it, and then that happened, and I was like. The gods have blessed us. <laughs> <laughs> you know? let's do this. And uh, so you know, like, oh, it was, it was, in, it was insane how that worked out. And we were just laughing our ass off. So, so, Ronnie, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know, like, you need to listen to that song. And uh, if you decide that you actually want to fight this guy, just know we're there's going to be more people than your dad's biker gang there. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll show up in numbers. <laughs>
0: I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll, can I, can I just show up to it and be like, I just kind of want to watch this happen because I, 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 do enjoy falling in reverse's music and it's like, I I mean, literally like I've got two skate decks of falling in reverse above my head right now, but I was like, I was there. I think this is just a funny, this is just funny as all hell. Plus, I mean, even afterwards, I think it was at louder than life. Like the banner dropped out. They had for falling in reverse. <laughs> it said, fuck Ronnie Radke. I do like the shirt was the banner. It's <laughs> like,
1: okay, no, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, you know, whatever. Like, the music is great. Like, you know, I know the guy that, you know, produced his uh, his best songs, like Popular Monster, Tyler mm-hmm. Smith, you know, from Danger yeah. Kids. You know? And he also produced uh, I Prevail's album as well. So, like, <clears throat> you know, like, great musician, super talented. You know, and Ronnie's got a fucking voice that's beyond this fucking world, you know. But it's like, when that happens, it's like, what? <laughs> you know, that's all i can say is what wait what <laughs> okay <laughs> all right uh room, vroom i guess <laughs> like, vroom, vroom, woo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but I, I just i the thing that still surprised me about it is just the whole entire thing with the song the heckler and it just literally <laughs> comes out at the universe's perfect time where you know you guys are playing it and no one can get sell signal up at blue Ridge to even like try and like, you know, look for this. But then you guys get a moment like that to really work off of it with like
1: karma's working. It's magic, man. It's working. It's magic. <laughs> What's funny is like real quick, that song was about a guy who, so we were, you know, thanking our fans, you know, because everybody knows that you buy on to get to these festivals. That's just the nature of the business. Right. And, You know, we were, like, thanking the fans and this and that. And this guy jumped on and was like, well, how did how are you so surprised? Like, you paid for the slot. And we're like, well, our fans helped us do that. So then that dude, like I said, everybody in the East Coast of this North Carolina music scene is super tight. And that dude got drugged for, like, four days. And then all of his socials, everything, like, he deleted everything and just bounced. So that song... If you watch that video, my shirt says, say no to Dano. And that's literally calling out that guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the way that worked out for that. And then, you know, the Ronnie Radke and MGK, I was just like, this is great.
0: <laughs> so, so if anyone's listening, one thing we can learn from this is do not fuck with the Eastern North Carolina rock and metal scene. So, yeah, <laughs> and I'll put it this way. I know the Icon pit crew is based there. So Icon pit crew. Love you guys because, well, we, we moshed the whole entire four days at Blue Ridge and it was fun as all hell. Even in the podcast, I know Blue Ridge, like the what, like in like the things that went right section, I called those guys out specifically as the guys that really made this even better because I love moshes. I knew where the pits were every single time. They were, they were awesome. They like rough in the pits as well, but all of a sudden, like, you know, someone needed help. Okay, boom, they took care of it. There was one guy that was crowd killing, punched the mosh ref in the face, and 20 of those guys drove that guy in the barricade and started kicking the shit out of him. I'm like, well, that guy deserved it. <laughs> that's awesome (laughs) like it all make it all comes full circle but I do also want to talk about the brand new song guys coming out it's on October 29th called Hypocrite featuring Callum Pender from Waking Terra and when I was listening to this one I'm not gonna lie this one really took me by surprise I was not necessarily sure what to fully expect or all of a sudden like listening to the like how I'm used to seeing like how the instrumentals and the vocals will progress I'm like this was kind of like the other way, in a way, where I'm like the vocals, like they were more clean in the verses, but then get to the like the chorus and like they're more rough and unclean. I'm like, holy shit, this is like the reverse of what I'm normally hearing.
1: Holy <laughs> fuck, this is
0: awesome! So I gotta ask when it came to hypocrite, what was the idea behind the song, the build behind the song? Because I also try like to figure out the meanings of these songs as well, and like to see how close I came when I actually try and like figure it out. So it's I think I feel like it's kind of more you know easy to figure out with the title of the song, but I gotta see how close I actually came. So when it came to hypocrite. What was the inspiration by the song in terms of the writing it and the meaning of it? Um, you know, it, it was
1: everything, and we never write politically. So just FYI, if anybody's looking for that, don't. Um, we, you know, we, we don't write politically, but there's a lot of influences from that. And, you know, just the two-faced people in the industry and life, period, in itself, that just, you know, they say one thing and do another. And, you know, especially there's a lot of people in my life that have done that, and it's just... All right, dude, let's just let's put it on to three minutes, you know, and, and just we're going to call you out. And if you don't like it, you can suck it. But it's just that's really the meaning of it. it's super basic, it's super simple. And the idea coming in behind it was we wanted to hit those. You know, it's a major key song and we want to hit both the major and minor keys within that, which is what we did. And, you know, doing that, you know, the people that do that a lot. Seven dust. Who sounds like seven dust? Waking Terra yeah <laughs> so you know we've actually been uh we announced it a little earlier this year but you know we've been working with Corey lowry from cedar on you know songwriting and and production and stuff like that just to kind of get a better grasp you know if you look at all of our songs prior to to that um you know they're all anywhere from like three and a half four minutes long and now they're two minutes 45 seconds to 315, 330, and it's really made a difference so you know having his influence on it and then of course his influence is with his brother as well and then you know kp being on it it was just the perfect thing to do you know and and KP's one of i'm one of he's one of my idols for vocally the dude's naturally talented super nice guy and um you know that whole band just slaps harder than a mom with a flip-flop so like <laughs> they're so good dude like i love waking tara but um but yeah, and that's what the idea, you know, as soon as we, we all sat down we heard like without vocals, we heard like the basic structure of it. And we're like, we all looked at each other and we said, we need KP. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll say like
0: just the way that it ended up building, because when it came to the meme, like you said, like it was pretty much put out there because that's pretty much what I got of it too. It's just calling out a lot of people that say one thing, do another, the disingenuous of people to the point where it's, if you think back to it, like even, you know, back to like the earlier 90s, like. Like what you said and what you did, they always kind of had to match. It was a thing about characters, a thing about respect. And when it comes today, it's just the lack of accountability, the disingenuous of people that we deal with today, where they say one thing and do another. And this could come from people close to so us, like our family, our friends, to people that we meet, to people that, you know, our thought leaders or like content providers, like, you know, you know, celebrities around or people that are in your industry, or even political leaders as well. They're, everyone calls it. It kind of calls out for more words and actions meeting together and to take back a role in terms of the values that we hold and not just to be faking around it. So that's kind of where I took from it Again, it's pretty f- simple to figure out, especially from just the title. But when you mm-hmm. listen to the song, it even shows more of that. But it does definitely have a little bit more of this, like, heavier like Chevelle-ish inspiration sound with your sound and also like kind of bring a little more of a seven dust flow as well to it which is all I can see where Calvin Pender fits on this track as well because his voice just adds to it but the thing that stuck out most of me like I said was when I, it was the vocals that was really what got me because all of a sudden they like, get the verses they're clean there's a little bit of distortion behind them, It seem like we're speaking from behind like some sort of like like there's something in between us kind of like a wall in a way and like the tone is reminiscent kind of like of a chevelle tone but it's the style that helps get more of our minds to think about like people in our lives that are hypocritical if they're even worth having around or if like if we're being hypocritical if it's a mind opener and the unclean transition of this really stands out to me as like wait there's more like this is more than just a hard
1: rock song we have uncleans in here what the shit Yeah, it was really cool. Like the writing, I wanted to do something completely different. And, you know, the verses in a lot of ours, like they're, you know, they can be a little rough around the edges, but we're always trying to, like, be out, like, we want to be different and outside the box in that sort of concept. You know, how many choruses out there with a hard rock band are straight dirty? Yeah. Like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's, you know, there's no tonality to it. There's nothing. It's just straight, like, raw belting of just, you know, the, the, the vocal growls and the yelling, and it's just almost to the point of being out of control. And it's just, you know, I, I view it, like you said, I love, I love how you put it, where it was, you know, there's something in between us, you know, and you know I viewed it when I was writing, like I was standing on a podium, like preaching to these people. And so when you said that, I was like, Ooh, nice. It's (laughs) like,
0: if you're on a podium, you're on a stage preaching to people, it's there's gonna be that separation of space, but it's like, you know, you're higher above them. So, that separation does show there. So I can totally, you know, all of that match up right there. We can even get to the pre chorus of the vocals as well. And that's to get the clean tone again with more of the smoother melodic tone. But then you get the unclean back, like the heavier backgrounds harmonizing in this. And I think that is that where Calvin came in to kind of add
1: more to it? He, start, he started in the second verse. Okay. That's where he came in the second verse. But like, I, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, because it's a minor key over a major key in the pre chorus. So it's like, you know, um, you know, just like when I do it live, I actually do this crazy octave thing, but that's just because it adds more flavor and pizzazz, but um, in there, when it's just like you know, um, you know the wars you wage, you know, like like that that, that vocal like bestiality into it, you know, just I don't know why it's to be a seaity that's just fucking horrible, <laughs> but you know <laughs> the beastliness
0: of it, yeah. Yeah, beastly <laughs> there we go we'll we'll, we'll, um, we'll we'll take it from uh potentially just really messed up to something that definitely describes the vocal as more ferocious instead of just like what the fuck are we actually talking about
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean having that and then calvin in there and you know when we were sitting there we listened to the song after he did the verse and did some of the screens and i was like you know what man like let's seven dust the shit out of this like so you know at the end where it is like hypocrite you're a hypocrite you know and it's just like that back and forth you know distance of just you know taking turns and it was just like ooh, yeah that's it And it's like that back and forth I was like, you're a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite, like kind of constantly going
0: back and forth there. When you're providing two different vocal sets that show that, it shows that this isn't just one person thinking this. There's more people that feel about this. And there's it's not just, you know, an isolated incident. It shows more of this connectivity to how many people actually feel the exact same way about the people in our lives that are, you know, maybe close to us or maybe just people of influence where they say one thing and then their actions are the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, like again with that pre chorus that harmonization, like I love the harmony part because it shows it again, it just isn't you that thinks this. Shows like that others see this as a problem as well in the world today. And the problem is that a lot of us, like, we want to see this problem fixed, but we have to be the fix. And the melodic construction of this pattern adds to the builds so that we will have to be the ones that make that change. But then the chorus com- came in and. I was not expecting those dirty vocal, like the ugly, I was like, holy crap. And they had this more angry, even snarl to them that also work melodically against the instrumentals that are in the back of this. And I'm just like, this is so damn cool because when we deal with people who say one thing and then do the opposite, it creates a sort of anger and resentment towards them because they are not being the genuine people. They're not having the the character, the uh, integrity behind this. And this is the anger coming out in the form of us wanting to make a change in life. And it's either kicking them out of our lives or holding others to those values of just having integrity, having character
1: that we hold here. Like, again, like keeping your fucking word. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's accountability. You know, like, if you if you keep your word, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but then, you know, you, you come along the lines and you're hypocritical and you start fucking some people over. That's when we come out and make you popular. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just like. God damn! Holy <laughs> shit! Because even like I gotta keep going with the vocals. We get to the bridge. The bridge of breakdown transition. There are two words whispered until we get this gnarly, unclean scream into the like the bridge breakdown that has this nastier snarl to it overall. I'm like, holy shit! I'm reading off what I wrote for this because I wrote notes for this thing. Not mess up. Like this is cool because it gives the heaviness right back and gives the instrumentals to have the power to show the anger, the heaviness of the topic, but also allows those instrumentals to create a feeling of action actually being taken and taken by you to make the change you want to see in life when it comes to those who are hypocritical, whether it's holding them to a different standard and maybe helping them actually develop this sort of character integrity, or if they're not going to want it, just literally give them the boot and kick them the fuck out of your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it's... (sighs) Fucking love that breakdown is one of my it's so simple it's one of my favorite breakdowns to play like last yeah. night when we did it we've never had people jump like it's always been like a mosh pit you know what i mean and when we did it like everybody's just started jumping and we're like "Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do this guys come on <laughs> you know but but yeah dude like it that breakdown you know it's just this those words that you will pay you know it's just and it's so that 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 touched the top of my range, honestly. If I'm gonna like, be honest on that, <laughs> hey, hey, if you gotta go and try and touch top your range
0: and make something like that happen, where normally it's gonna get people mushed, but all of a some people are jumping up and down at the same time as well. Where we're able to do both of those things. Hell, I'm all for it. Of course, if I was there, I'd be like, you know, I want a monster in this thing because that's just <laughs> that's just my style. And like when that breakdown hit, it was like this hard rock heavy burst out breakdown with the guitars and bass chugging along in that melodic burst and the drums hitting the crash and bass on beat as the Tom and stairs provided more fills around the whole entire thing. And it points to that boiling over point of hypocritical, of hypocritical people on you. You've had enough. So it's time to call them out and force change one way or another. So yep. like, it just has that emotion has that drive. It has that power behind it. And it got me where I'm like, let's just see what this song is like at the end. I'm just like, well, Wasn't expecting them to even go that hard but god damn
1: I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I I love that song man. It was like it was one of those songs that we made and like we did it in our practice and we're like, yo, this is next. <laughs> you know, and, you know some things need to marinate like a fine wine, you know, they just need to breathe and you know this was one of those songs that just kind of hit and we were like all right let's do this and then
0: yeah and of course you guys are releasing you know end of october 2021 where again now we're seeing like you know more live shows back but as we're getting in the winter months i'm not seeing as many tours pop up as i had you know come around like you know august september because a little bit colder outside not seeing as many of those outside shows plus on top of that well Every band tried to go on tour right as like the whole entire pandemic basically broke, so it's like okay, now we got to scale back a little bit. It's like we gotta, we're that little bit of a lull here. So as that lull, of like the live shows, kind of starts to happen a little bit, you guys are releasing this to the point where you know people are still gonna want new music, and that Eastern North Carolina scene, I feel like is gonna just latch onto this song, gravitate towards it, hold it dear to the point where. All of a sudden, like, I'm going to see Dying Oath post about this when it gets released. I'm going to see season. i to see to begin a new Death of We're going to see all these different bands post about this. And it's going to end up starting to, like, sprinkle into all these other places as well to the point where, I mean, you never know what might happen. You might get so much support on this thing. All of a sudden, Octane is forced to pick it up.
1: That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Let's save us some... Uh...
0: Cash on that. Yeah, instead of like doing like a instead of like doing like a whole on okay, have to do the full like octane campaign thing. No, if we get enough people like force their way onto it, you never know what yeah. might happen. All of a sudden it's like let's just get as many people blasting every single DJ, get them blasting, like getting blasting Jose or Grant Random, Babs, everybody just requesting that this song gets played on Octane, because all of a sudden it's gonna be like, is this supposed to be on Octane? Oh, this has like a hard rock seven dust flavor to it and it's heavy. Yeah, this belongs on fucking octane. I mean that's what that's what Saul
1: did. Mm-hmm. They were just like, "Yo, request it," and their fans came in full force. And then guess what? Now there you go. That's what I'll say. That's what
0: Saul did. That's what any given sin did. That's what kingdom collapse did. And now kingdom collapse is like a freaking uh octane darling i still love those guys i have, i'm good friends with them so i'm like i love those guys like i love seeing it happen and the fact of the matter is like we've seen the basis for it happen i've seen it happen with three bands where fans are able to rally around and with that eastern north carolina scene it's there are a lot of people that are in that scene as well like you guys have the chance to just do this potentially by yourselves it just requires it's gonna require a lot of work a lot of effort just a lot of consistency but
1: with the amount yeah. of people you guys have you guys can easily pull this off you just gotta work at it yeah, man, it's just, we have a great fan base and great support system in, in the, in this, in the uh, eastern North Carolina. So, I mean, it's just, you know, and touching base, funny. So, Eshton Embers, Any Given Sin, um, I think it's called Take the Day. Yeah. Uh, Take the Day and Saul, all produced by Chris Dawson, who used to be, he was the guitarist for seasons after. This guy knows what the fuck he's doing. So, if anybody wants great production, go see him. We're just
0: like, again, this is one thing that I absolutely love is like, cause we're, you know, we're talking about your music. We're talking about your stuff as well. How good it is. We're talking about other bands as well, but we're supporting all these other bands. Like we talked about, again, Saul, Seasons, Dino, Death they Eye, To Begin A New. You guys, you just mentioned a whole bunch of other right there, like Take The Day and Give It a <laughs> lot of these other. It's, we don't want to see you guys fail. We want to see you succeed because as a success with bands in the rock and metal industry, it just helps everybody out because you guys yeah. to produce music. The scene gets a lot more eyes on it.
1: More fans come in. It, it, it's just a beautiful thing. Let's just keep growing this family, man. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And doing things like this where you were cool enough to let us come on. That's just, that's fantastic. Man. Well, I'd love
0: to you guys on. And when it comes to uh, Hypocrite, one thing too is I like to wrap everything up in an overall to kind of give everyone a summary, you know, if I was writing a press release, which I'm still trying to do, which uh, we'll see how well that ends up going. But I put <laughs> overall, this song caught me off guard. In a good way. Given the fact it's all about people who don't mean what they say or say one thing and do something contradictory and us wanting to hold those people to a standard of being a decent human being, I could see where the heaviness would come in. The instrumentals having a continuous flow from verse to pre-chorus to chorus works very well to show the feeling of doing what you say and not being hypocritical. It shows consistency. But it's the vocals going more clean the verses and the pre-chorus to unclean the chorus, which really stands out. It shows the building resentment towards the situation, the connection that it is not all us that are, you know, wanting this, that we all want change, and the anger to make that change. But a hard rock song having a nasty, heavy breakdown that flows perfectly in with the song, it perfectly fits to take action that you want to see to the hypocrites in life. Heavy and hard, just the way you want it to be. (laughs) <laughs> much appreciated man that's fantastic great job i appreciate oh, it oh thank you just i think i probably was working on the song for maybe about half hour 45 minutes i'm like i'm working through this i gotta get this figured out and that's <laughs> what i came up with <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's it's spot on dude you were 100 right on that and kind words are much appreciated <laughs> well
0: i mean they're kind words, but they're truthful words because, well, the song fucking kicked ass. So we gotta get, we got to get the whole entire Eastern North Carolina rock scene and even the Virginia scene as well to support these guys. And let's just, you know, funnel the requests in Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can to get this song on Octane. Because all of a sudden, with, with more than enough support, with more than enough people bringing it up, it's going to force their hand at some point. Exactly. So, Will, as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, one thing I was like to do is give my guests a chance to say anything they want to say, promote whatever they want to promote, plug whatever they want to plug. So, Will, at the moment,
1: the floor is yours. Sweet. Um, I'm glad the floor is mine. I pretty much own it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no um thank you to everybody you know you know people like you and you know, everybody that allows us to do these podcasts and just get the word out um that enjoy the music just as much as we do you know um, and all of our endorsements which there's like uh, bandivius maverick barrel company dirtbag um you know uh, bellator roasting company they make our own coffee um for us and then yes yeah, whiskey flavored by the way um Um, you know them and then turning around and like uh like ditto music and i mean there's so many people that have just helped us out so much and you know and mostly like the fans in the eastern north carolina scene just shouting it out to that and our family and friends it's just we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them so big thanks to them
0: well that's a great way to close out but now it's my time to close out with I usually do three things, but this time I'm adding a fourth one in here. So first thing first, when it comes to hollow intent, when it comes to finding a hypocrite, listening to it online, when it comes to buying it, downloading whatever it comes to, you know, supporting these guys, wherever online, social media, whatever, you guys are going to want to do this. You want to like shit, like their stuff, share this stuff with your friends, subscribe to all their social media, everything. But I know everybody, you're not going to want to like have to search all this stuff up. So you're going to make me do it right. Damn right I'm going to do it. So look at the description of the podcast, YouTube, Spotify, podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. You're going to see them that says Find Hollow Intent Online. Links, labels, use one-click, one-stop shop. It's going to make it super easy on you guys to follow them, connect them online. So whenever they're going to go back out and play live shows, go back on tour, you guys can go end up seeing them play live, which I want to do because, well, seems like a great idea. Plus, I love live music, so why the fuck not? Uh, check <laughs> out Hypocrite as well. Just really get into the band. Second thing is, normally this is going to be the thing I add. So when hypocrite does come out on the bottom of the YouTube, you're going to see push this bad boy on Octane or push this song on Octane. So the Eastern North Carolina scene and the Virginia scene. And of course, anybody else is in the podcast. What I want you to do is keep requesting to the DJs on Octane to play hypocrite by hollow intent. Just keep it up. Just keep going. Keep going. Because the more we do it, the more likely they are going to you know, have to play it like we saw with Saul, Take the Day, Any Given Sin, Kingdom Collapse. We've seen it happen before. We know it can happen. I know you guys can do it, so just keep it up and we'll make it happen. So that's my challenge to you guys. Now, number three, well, whenever I have guests in the podcast that I enjoy having on, I like to make a certain promise to them. And this has happened every single time I've had guests in the podcast. And, sir, you have not broken this streak in the slightest. So the promise is not an if. If implies possibility of even happening. I'm going to say when, because when implies it's going to happen right now, date and time, TBD. So when I can see hollow Ten perform live for the first time, my promise to you is this, sir. First round's on me. Yeah. Hell yeah. And make sure you hold me to that as well. And as hell, if it's, if it's uh, with seasons as well, what you guys are playing, I owe them drinks as well. So we're all going to end up having a good time together anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, if you show up and you just and you forget, I'll just play hypocrite over the uh the, the speakers. <laughs> You'll play hypocrite over the
0: speakers and then I'll be like, damn oh, it, yeah. he did it. He damn it he did it. And then I'm gonna end up coming over with like two shots of whiskey and be like, These are both for you, and I get the I just get the beer. Why? Because, well, I, I messed up, so I don't get the good stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> so well, as I bring this pocket close to the fourth thing, I cannot end this with a goodbye for the sole fact that I'd love to have you back in the podcast again. I want to see what happens with hypocrites. See if we can get that thing pushed on Octane, like we saw with again Saul, take the day, Andy Gibbonson, King Clapp, see if we can make that happen with the North Carolina scene. Plus, I want to go hang out with those guys as well. See you, see you guys play live and just have a great time. So I feel like I gotta come out to North Carolina and go out for uh, to Virginia for something like that because that just sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. So, hey, this podcast a goodbye. Hell no. I gotta end it with see you later. Whoa, well, well, folks, that was my interview with Will from the band Hollow Intent. Their brand new song, Hypocrite, is out now. So let's push this bad boy on Octane. So if you're from the Eastern North Carolina scene, if you're from the Virginia scene, listen to this, or if you're just listening to this outright, go online. Go and request Hypocrite by Hollow Intent to be played on Octane. Tweet it at the at the Octane. Tweet it at the DJs. Instagram message them, whatever it might be to get them to know. We've seen it work with Saul, Any Given Sin, Take the Day, and Kingdom Collapse. Most of them friends of the podcast as well. So let's make it happen here once again. Uh, just keep tagging them, keep posting about it, keep making it happen. When it comes to Hollow Intent, though, please follow them online. Please make sure you stick with them because they've got big things coming up in 2022 for you. So take a look in the description of the podcast, find them all online with their socials, where you can watch them, their videos on YouTube, where you can connect with them, where you can buy some merch, where you can stream their music, where you can buy music. Everything's in the description of the podcast, along with us at the Core Progression Podcast as well. So please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast. We have YouTube stuff out podcast, iHeartRadio, and of course, Amazon as well. So you can get it on your Amazon Alexa if you want. Who? yeah, yeah, we did that. So make sure you do that. All links in the description of the podcast below. I also wanna thank our sponsors, phoenix fitness and custom debuts when it comes to phoenix fitness you get 15% off your order using the code msotd at checkout when it comes to custom debuts you get 10% off your entire order using code cpp10 at checkout so please make sure you guys go and do that i want to thank you guys very much for making that happen as well and thank you for watching this episode of the podcast or listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope you had fun. And on that note, that's gonna be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast present by M S O T Rocks, Rock and metal Thrive, my name is Kevin. And you guys know how I in every single one of these episodes: the big, healthy, and hearty. See you